Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome. To today's edition of the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 7. Crown, I'm putting you on the spot right now. What are we calling this episode? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, welcome everybody to another episode of Spoof. I'm uh, delighted to be back from Portugal. I'm not really. I wish I was there in the pool and drinking Superbock. But um, I'm happy to be here with yourself, Kieran. And, uh, are you? Oh, of course I am. I'm always happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, how, how are you getting on, Crown? I've missed you the past week and a bit. Have you? I have, yeah, to an extent. Like a rash. Ah, not too bad. I just had to deal with Dan last week. It was a bit rough, but... <laughs> We're back again, thank God. Thanks be to God. Soft day outside as well. Um, It's not really, but... Um, we were just watching a bit of Woodstock as the, the documentary. Absolute carnage. Getting us in the mood Very for Very good. E- Very good documentary. <laughs> it's getting us in the mood for EP. It's getting us in the mood for not going to EP. <laughs> no, uh, of course, Electric Picnic this weekend. Um, we do plan on having a bit of a surprise episode next week. I, I don't know what that is. It's, it's a surprise to us as well. But um, apart from that, Cran, how, how's life? Did you miss me, I suppose? Uh, I did, to a certain extent. Um, I actually missed all the lads, because the lads are in Lisbon now at the moment as well. So it was sort of a lonely uh, week at home. <laughs> but um, ended up going up north. Oh, I Ended up going up north. Sorry to hear. Yeah, up to Nori. Mm. Ross Traver, it's called. I had a heavy night on the Gargo Saturday. Drinking Budweiser of all things, not very. Oh God! Um, but it was all right up there. You had a well-deserved hangover the day after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was basically my week. I didn't really do much, Adzi, to be honest. I was just sort of mourning uh, the lads and yourself being away. So mm. it was a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? How did you get on? And oh God, I need a holiday after. To be honest, it was such a, a heavy week with the lads. There was five of us that went. Um, I'm not gonna indulge too much, but it was it was a great week to be honest. We uh, I'd say between us, we got about six hours sleep, at most. Um, I'm so I'm really tired now. I'm sitting here with you. We have work at like five o'clock. So this one, this gonna be a quick episode. I mean, one watch the Woodstock documentary as well. But uh, um, it was a great holiday. It was a really good um, good laugh. I, I I don't think I've laughed as much in life ever. It was so funny. Um. We met, me and Ian, we met um, Man United's new sign, um, Anthony. <laughs> I've seen in, that. In the yeah. kebab van. Anto. Anto. Um, to be honest, I'm not going to not gonna be rude to him now. He's a bit of a prick at start, unfortunately. <laughs> oh he charged us for tinfoil. Like, we were leaving, he was like, do you want this now? We are like, no, we want to take it home. He's like, grand, 50 cent extra for tinfoil. We are like, what? So we had to pay money to take the food home. <laughs> um, but the next night we seen him, 
he was actually dead sound. I got a picture of him with um Anthony. I had the the Anthony like off Ajax well off United now on my phone and I literally said you look like me. He kept saying you look like Davineres. Couldn't look any less like Davineres. But yeah. he, was, he was a nice chap in the end. Um yeah, we met Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> we met a fake Andrew Tate. Um it was a really like we just kept kept getting pictures of random people saying, You're the image of them and they, they look like a small bit like the one, but not like the really. But, um, the Tyrion Lannister one was a, it was far off. He's the original. But um, yeah, and then obviously, Cran, I had, I said it, um, I said it in the Instagram post. I think I had a bit of a mad week here on, and um, when I came back from holiday, obviously I was doing commentary for the FAI Cup. I made my men's FAI Cup debut. It was a bit of an experience. Ended up commentating the game on my own. Um, had a director in my ear, had replays and everything. Like it was actually kind of like full on. I was like, I am not, I am not able for this. It started was a bit ropey, but um, as I went on, I got better and I ended up doing the shells match last night as well, which shells lost in the last minute in typical shells fashion um, to a deflected goal. But it was really good experience, man, having like a director in your ear. I was like, yeah. in tr- so we, like they be counting you down to say stuff and things like that. And it's, to be honest with you, at when you when so before it's, it's quite daunting thinking about it but when you get into it and you're doing it it's like it feels like clockwork it doesn't feel like it's much of a task and it was really enjoyable and it's something that I can see myself doing please God in the future um, it's what I want to do and yeah it was a great experience working for the FAI this weekend who would have thought me working for the FAI this is crazy but um, we have to delete uh, past podcasts <laughs> delete them all um, this is the last episode of the Only Fans Football Podcast um, no it was, it was a great experience and a really enjoyable one and yeah hopefully do it again at some stage yeah and what's that saying it's like one 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 oh. thing follows the other or something like that I don't know yeah. but like the one piece of work they all come out once sort of thing true so you, you've had I've had, it was a case of I didn't know I was commentating Malahide until yeah. like last Wednesday and then Gav gave me a text like do you want to do it I was like yeah fuck it yeah and then when I got there it was like right you have to interview the managers you have to do a pre-game like preview I was like oh, panic it now because I had got that <laughs> and prepared. I'd say that prepared you for the one on Monday as well oh Mon- sort of Monday was so easy yeah. in comparison like it was it was grand to kind of do um, your comparison and uh, back at home base as well. Back at home base, <laughs> I got to interview a few managers as well, which was really good experience. I had um, Rory Higgins of Derry City who um, I asked him, <laughs> I asked him um, what what your, like how are you gonna horse Shelburne today? And literally was like, yeah, I'm not telling you that. I was like, ah, oh, Shelburne, Rory, just just make my job ten times harder. <laughs> no, he was, he was a lovely chap and uh, he's very easy to chat to as well. But yeah, that was kind of my week here. On. I suppose we move on. We will move on. Yeah. And we're going to do something a bit extraordinary in this podcast this week, everybody. We're going to try and do this uncut. So if this sounds like it's unedited, it probably is because it is unedited, apart from the Around the World segment and obviously the, the role titles at start. But um, yes, Kieran, we're going to have a quick gander through the Premier League games this weekend. Um, Chelsea 2, Leicester 1. I have written down um, that Conor Gallagher is an Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very, very poor. Um, from Gallagher getting sent off within 20 minutes so just yellow after yellow mm. I don't know what he was thinking and the second foul to be fair to him I think Kukurea put, put him in a spot of bother there with that pass I don't know what he was thinking just sort of spraying it out 
and obviously Leicester were coming on the counter so Gallagher was like I'm going to end this man's whole career and he just, <laughs> he just took him down he took to be him fair down. I thought he had to do that yeah I think the first yellow stupid the second yellow he actually had to do it yeah and he, you could see he was a bit good from his eyes because that's probably that's his chance gone I would say I'm, he might get a few more chances this season he should um, I think he's a fabulous player but I, I think he's got off to a fairly bad start this season and I kind of feel bad for him because he is a good player um, but of course, the the lads were very resolute, um, in the second half. I think the second half performance was brilliant. I Tusha brought on Aspilicueta at half time, and it sort of, he, he when he came on from Mount, it was a completely different team. Yeah. And we played Leicester off the park for that twenty minutes where Sterling got two goals. There was a beautiful transition of play, um, leading up to the second goal, the Sterling goal, mm-hmm. where he sort of got got into the box late there was about 10 passes in the build up and he got yeah, in the box late out. and I have to say Surin he's really his, his, his first goal as well yeah out, was that his first goal was outside the box or was that his second it was deflected yeah it was and, a good goal though yeah and he's getting into positions where I, where our attackers last season did Didn't, not get into yeah. and I, he sort of changed my opinion on him as a player I think he's our best attacker to be honest yeah well I, I'd have I'd have thought that to be fair coming in from City for what 50 yeah. odd million um he's a good player you know what I mean you don't, you don't move to, from one big club to another without being quality um, I want to touch on Harry Barnes' goal real quick great finish from him yeah Mendy beating as near post that is awful I thought um, good power on the shot though good power on the shot but I still think a top top quality keeper shouldn't be being beaten at their front post that's all Yeah. at their near side um, I think Mendy so far this season especially on I don't think you really talked about too much for the Leeds game last week. I didn't think he covered himself in glory there either. Um, no. And he's still a good goalkeeper. Don't get me wrong, he's a very good goalkeeper. But I just think things like that you have to be wary of. Um, he has a good defence in front of him as well. Um, and I'd just be wary of that from a Chelsea perspective. Especially considering the backup is Kepa and you don't want him to get involved at all. But um, yeah, it was a great result for Chelsea the weekend. Yeah, and just to touch on Mendy, he did make a few very good saves come towards the end of the game I oh, think there's one where he tipped it onto the crossbar mm. so, oh no he's still a quality keeper I'm yeah. just saying for he's mistake for, prone it's it's like it's like Ramsdale I think we talk about Ramsdale mm, no he's not like um, Ramsdale sorry <laughs> no, no, but, but Ramsdale gets beaten as near post quite a lot Yeah. and I, I wouldn't class Ramsdale as a top quality keeper and I just think if Mendy's getting beaten as near post like you don't see Allison get beaten as near post is what I'm saying and I'd say Allison's probably the best keeper in the league you don't see Edison save any shots. That's a conspiracy mind. Edison does not save shots on goal. He's good with the ball at his feet. But I think if Mendy's to be a real top quality keeper, which he, I'm not saying he's not, I just don't think he should be being beaten as near post. That's all. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of power on the shot in his defence. But yeah, we um, move on. Liverpool 9. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> 9 0 against Bournemouth. Um, that is. I, I'm laughing because I find it so funny that. Like it's like when Hassenhill got beaten nine 0 by United. It's it's funny, like it's a funny thing to happen. It's an extraordinary thing to happen. Um the Roberto Firmino show, I have written down three assists, two goals. Um what a performance from him. He just picks up positions at times where you're like, Oh, there's not many that do this and he's when he's on his game, Bobby, there's you'll be hard pressed. I remember Robbie uh, Roy Keane and Gary Neville eulogising about him before, like there's very few strikers that do what he does <clears throat> when he's on form when he's off form he's terrible naturally enough but he was very good on this day um, there was a tinge of me feeling sorry for Mark Travers 
because he's Irish and he's had a tough few games against Arsenal City mm. and now Liverpool. Um, but I'm still happy Liverpool won, so I don't really care too much. Um, I thought Trent and Jordan Henson were very, very strong in this game. Now, you have to look at the opposition as well, of course, the form coming from the Championship. But they're still a very capable side. Um, but just wasn't their day in the slightest on, on uh, Saturday. Yeah, um, I was very surprised at this result, to be honest, especially after the 2 1 at United. Um, obviously, you were expecting a reaction from Liverpool, but you weren't expecting to be slapping Bournemouth 5 0 before half time. Yeah. That was fucking nuts. And we've seen now, just this morning, that Scott Park has been sacked. Mm. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Bournemouth but they're going to have to dig it out so fast. seemingly seemingly Parker's been sacked because he's had rifts with the board for not spending money and stuff which is Probably completely so. justifiable but I said it I said it to you this morning when you sent it to me I was like absolutely you should have been sacked you, I don't think you can lose 9-0 and it's, it's something that is extraordinary for that reason because it doesn't happen that often and I remember I think it was Senan said oh sure Hassan Hill still said Southampton manager he should have been sacked when it happened I remember Liverpool lost 6-0, 6-1 to Stoke on the last day in Stevie G's last game. Rodgers should have been sacked then. You know what I mean? These are things that should happen when a team gets spanked as big as they did. Um, Four games I've, into the season, though. I, 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 you can't justify losing 9-0. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm not looking for people to lose their job or anything, but it's something that doesn't happen very often for a reason and it, because it's something that shouldn't happen regardless of the opposition. I think, I think I'm not saying it's Look at Scott Park, he's a very capable manager, but I think losing nine nil it's you're looking you're you're looking to be losing your job, you know what I mean? And mm. I think on the day, Liverpool themselves, like Luis Diaz was electric, Carvalho when he came on was great, Harvey Elliott was very good. Like it was a top draw Liverpool performance. It was nothing to do necessarily with Bournemouth being poor, but it was Liverpool just being very, very good and Bournemouth just couldn't deal with them. Um I do feel for Scott Park, but I just don't think there's any justifying a nine nil loss, unfortunately. Yeah, I just think it's incredibly harsh because he has four games so far this season, and he hasn't backed either. Yeah, and like Villa was the first one he won that two 0 at home, and then he had following that Arsenal, City, and then Liverpool, and then you sack him after a Liverpool game <coughs> and two other losses to big, bigger teams. I think it's unrealistic to expect much more from a manager. Oh, the owners at Bournemouth are crazy yeah. though. Like, they, I I think it's very hard on him to not have any investment like they need they need I'd say two centre halves I think their midfield of Billing and Lerma is actually quite good I think going forward they could like Dom Slanky hit nearly two goals last season for them but can you translate to the Premier League probably not Key for more is he good enough probably not like they do need investment and it's it's very harsh of the owners to to expect them to do as well as he's doing from that side of things I think it's unfair but I think there's no justifying nine little loss I'm sorry mm. um, Manchester City 4 Crystal Palace 2 Palace 2 up within 25 minutes um, Erling Haaland gets the hat-trick obviously to make it 4-2 um, but there was an interesting one he should have been sent off a 2-0 did you see that? yeah he kicks um, Anderson in the head I think Anderson's been I very don't good think, this season I don't think that was a sending off though it was, it was more of a high foot I think that was a yellow I know but I think I've seen it I've seen reds been given for like I remember Mane getting a red for that at Man City mm. for something very similar um, and obviously Palace had 2-0 up as well had a goal ruled out which again was 
a bit conspicuous, I thought that should have been allowed, but that would have been 3-0 at the time. Yeah. But you can't you cannot fault City for getting back into it the way they did. Um I think Bernardo Silva makes it 2-1. Um and they bring on Julian Alvarez and Ilkay Gundogan at 2-1. And it was Gundogan's assist for Haaland's hat-trick that was unbelievable. It was a great pass. And you see Haaland just shrug off Ward and he just gets in, slots it away. It was a great goal. It was Every single goal that Haaland scored, like the fold and chip to the back post, he's just in the right position at the right time. He had eight touches in the game, Cram. He scored three goals. He kicked the head off someone, but he scored three goals. You know what I mean? It was a hell of a performance from... Um, you can't fault City at all for that, for that performance in the end. Yeah, um, I do think they would be a bit worried conceding five goals in two games. So mm. can teams get to them? Absolutely. And say here, I think that shows they can. Yeah, I was about to say, can the other teams replicate that Palace first half performance in future games and mm. say we'll do that two halves and yeah. we might beat them? And this is the thing as well. And I said it here start the season. I do think. This depth and quality, I do think it's it's shrunk ever so slightly. Like you're saying, Leeds beat Chelsea three 0 last week. You know, United beat Liverpool two one last week. Arsenal have become a better team. Spurs are digging out results. You know what I mean? Palace done very well. Anfield they nearly got a win. I know they lost four two, but they done very well for a half against against City. You know what I mean? These are these teams are good now. I'm not saying they weren't good, but seasons gone by, you'd have I know Palace beat beat City there last season. We'd have an easy City win, an easy Liverpool win against United. You know what I mean? These teams are getting progressively better. And not that Liverpool and City aren't, but they're just edging that gap that bit more towards them. So I do think there's going to be results like that mm. um, this season where, like even Brighton, Brighton are a very good side. Like Brighton could take points off City, you know that kind of way. So I, think it's, I, I do think it's going to be a long season. And Newcastle as well. Newcastle are very good. It's mad. There's it's unbelievable. Not, not really many, uh, like before Newcastle had Bruce, there's not really many teams now or like easy run-ins. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't really get an easy run-in. Like I think Chelsea have like four winnable games, but even then they're not they're guaranteed. Not, yeah. Yeah. As you said, it's a good point. Arsenal 2, Fulham 1, Mitro's on 5. <laughs> Again, I can't believe he scored three goals this season. Um, and I, I still think the Arsenalisms are still coming out of their performances. Gabriel gets the ball on the edge of the box and decides, you know what, I'll just stand here over, wait for someone to tackle me. Of course, Mitrovic gets him in behind. and um, He was brilliant. Mitrovic was very yeah. good that game. Um, it was a lovely finish as well, to put Fulham one up. Um, Martin Odegaard, I thought was very good in the day, the captain for Arsenal this season, of course. I felt for, I felt for Baron Leno and goal because um, it takes a flexion and goes in. And up to that, Leno was great. And I think after that goal, he kind of loses the head. So I don't know if you've seen the winner as well. It's a corner from the left side, an in-swinger. And Leno just comes out and flaps at him. Like, just stay in the line. Just stay in your fucking line. Gabriel puts it in. There was a bit of a bit of VAR play going on. I, I think the goal was grand. And obviously it stands. Handball, Jeff. Saliba. Mm. Did you hear what um, Richard Keyes called uh, Brian Leno on, on being sports? No. He called him Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I was having a think of this art. <laughs> the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, the Tonight Show with Bernie Leno. I was having a think of this Arsenal start, Cram. And as good as it's been, it reeks of Everton's 2021 start to it. Ancelotti and Hamas, you know that? Hmm. I feel like you can see Arsenal. I keep saying the word Arsenalisms. You can see that creeping into their performances at times, especially with that Metro goal. 
Um, and obviously they get that bit of luck to get back into it with Odegaard's shot that gets deflected and in. And I do think they'll be good this season. I think they'll be up there. But I, I don't see them winning the league. Yeah, they have, a, they have a few banana skins coming up as well. So mm. we'll see. We move on to the Sunday game. Du, 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 du. Um, Wolves won and by the way it was the most meh Sunday ever of football wasn't it Jesus oh, so poor. I thought it delivered in, in terms of Barclays but in terms of football it was just shite me and, me and Dan were looking here last week twiddling their thumbs looking mm. for something to preview there or something Wolves won Newcastle won um, Ruben Neves with an absolute thunder bastard to put Wolves won up it was a great strike the only way they'll ever score Mm, he's linked with Liverpool at the minute as well and Liverpool we didn't speak about it but I still think Liverpool might invest in the midfield before the window's out but I wouldn't hold me breath um, Mateus Nunes pulled on Longstaff I don't know that sounds very <laughs> conspicuous um, pulled on Longstaff in the box and <laughs> Joe Willock takes the ball off him and shoots and hits it wide and I was sitting there going just let, let, the, let the ball go out Joe like I, I thought they would have given a penalty for that because he does pull Longstaff down like you know what I mean and I thought Newcastle would have gotten a penalty but obviously they didn't they th- it was a penalty in my opinion you're mad for the euphemisms you know that um, Wolves <laughs> Wolves got a second goal through Raul Jimenez I don't know if you've seen this but it was a it was a counter attack from a corner and yeah man I think it was <laughs> I think it was Nunes again or Joe Moutinho or it could have been Neto absolutely clatters like Ryan Frazier and all that and the referee let it play and obviously Wolves score and I'm going there like he's not being rugby tackled there how are you, how are you letting that play on like it's not giving Wolves false hope some of the refs without VAR this season would have made some awful decisions oh, awful great. awful decisions um, and obviously that goal's ruled out so that, that was the Barclays part of that game that I enjoyed mm. like two decisions that could have been given they just weren't uh, and then this is this is prime you know Premiership years stuff here Ball crossed in by I think it was Fraser. Ain't Nuri cancels it and then he tries to clear it and it was a bit of a scuffed clearance and you, the ball was just coming down from the skies and Alan Saint Maxim. Oh, what a finish! What a finish into the bottom corner and then Newcastle finished the game out looking more likely to score. Bruno Lage after the game was going on a mad one. And I was like, mate, you, you've no leg to stand on here. Actually, no, fairness, they could, Newcastle could have gotten a player sent off. Which was again prime Barclays, but um, yeah, I think a fair result in the end. Yeah, just to touch on that, Alan San Maxime goal. It was like that prime heads and volleys in the in the bogies. The one you just catch so sweetly, so and, sweet, and it just bangs into the into the net. That was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Contender for goal of the week this season. I think the Haaland goal as well. I, we didn't talk about that, but that one where the city sort of built up. And go is it one where Gundogan plays yeah. again? Or is it uh, the, the one, one from, from the, the corner? From the corner. And it's played around the box and yeah. Stones plays. To, yeah, that was very good. That was like a goal of the week contender as well. But anyways. Um, Nottingham Forest, nil. Spurs, two. Um, Harry Kane at the double. Cran missed a penalty as well. I say he missed. Um, Dean Henderson saved the penalty, of course. Harry Kane's first goal, by the way. Um, Dejan Kulisevsky gets the ball in a, just outside the box. And I don't know how Kane was afforded so much space, but... Anyways, Kulisevsky plays the ball through the eye of a needle, um, or falls to Kane. I think I think the assist was why the why the goal was so good, and mm. um, it was clever thinking by Kulisevsky. Kane gets it, smacks it into the bottom corner. It was a lovely finish from him. Wasn't yeah, it? so much space from that. 
So much space. And that's you're saying to yourself. And it's the second goal as well, he got so much space. So oh, the ridiculous defending for that. Charleston gets the ball at the outside of the box and it was a lovely cross with the outside of the boot. And Kane, he sh- I don't know how he's afforded so much space. Like they have three centre halves on the pitch. Like I seen one of them. I, I don't know who it is, but someone was like, ru- he was marking Kane, and he just runs out of the box. And you're like, where are you running to? Kane's literally there on his own. You're I, not. I can to- see if they're trying to play him offside, but you have to be in conjunction with your defenders because I think it was McKenna runs out, and Worrell and Cook are there beside Kane, and McKenna's the one marking him. And I think the ball is played out for Charleston, so that's why McKenna's trying to push out. But instead of pushing out and not saying, instead of pushing out and saying to his defenders, yeah, lads, get out, get out, play him off. The other two just stand there holding our flutes and the ball gets crossed in and Kane's there to, to nod it in to make it 2-0. Poor defender, like. Like, my dad was absolutely snapping at that goal. For whatever reason, he doesn't even, like, support a football team. Yeah. But he was just fuming at oh, the Oh, so frustrating. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, this is, this is, this is a goal, this is poor, like. Um, and then Steve Cook gave away the penalty. He for punching the ball in the air, he should have been sent off. <laughs> Absolutely, should. it was the most blatant sending off I think I've seen ever. A Maradona reenaction. Like, I don't know. He could have headed it as well. I'm saying, he's like, what are you doing? Referee lets him off with a yellow card. I think the rule is double jeopardy, but I don't think that rule applies when the player is an, an actual tick and just punches the ball. Um, he was watching too much Anthony Joshua last week. True, and this is this is where man, this is where the Barclays is good. Like that show, like that's hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just ridiculous carry on. And then Richardson decides to do some keeping up. He gets absolutely smashed. And Carragher's going mad after. Like, mate, it's funny. It's it's gamesmanship. Like, what's your problem with that? Like, and I seen he put up a tweet and was like, um, you know, that could be dangerous. You know, the player's in danger there. He could get injured. And I was like, Carragher, shut up. Who cares? He's, he's, he's not injured. He's done a few keep uppies. Kept the ball. There's no problem with that at all. Like, yeah. Um, There's not enough of that, actually. There isn't he's, enough he's of that. showboating. Like, Shit housing. Great it is. Yeah. Um, the rest of the games crowned this weekend Southampton nil, Man United 1 Scott McTominay doing his best LeBron James impersonation during that one don't know how that wasn't given a penalty Brentford 1 Everton 1 I just want to comment real quick on Brentford's front three Vissa Tony and um, Mbwemo I really like that yeah. it's nice isn't it it is it's decent yeah I don't know I'd like to see Damsgaard get involved as well there where is he he's, he's there just isn't playing yet. Mm. Um, Brighton won, Leeds nil. Leeds deciding to smash Chelsea up and then go to Brighton and lose is, is very Leeds. And then Brighton are very good this season though. Brighton are very good. Yeah, they, they're top of the league. Aston Villa nil, uh, West Ham won. Um, Stevie G in trouble. Oh, definitely. We'll do our God of the Week, Cran. God of the Week. I'm probably going to give it to the main man, Erling Haaland. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Firmino because I think it's hard to look past three assists and two goals. But Haaland gets a hat-trick, so it's, I mean, you can use him as well. Your cut of the week, Cran. Sorry. Oh, sorry, your goal of the week. Goal of the week. I'm going to give it to Haaland again for that, the corner goal. I think that was unbelievable. Do you know what? I'm giving it to Haaland as well, but I'm giving it to him for his, his first goal. Do you know the one where Foden chipped it in? The head. His yeah. movement there is, like, it's so tactile it's so it's just incredible movement and it's a great great header to make it and um, I think it was too all at the time and our our god of the week this week is <laughs> Jesse Marsh no Steve Cook Steve Cook for attempting to play NBA in the middle of a, a Super Sunday game uh, far from Super Sunday game against Spurs I, I'm still baffled by it. I, he could have headed the ball absolutely could have headed the ball he's just punching the ball for no reason at all does not get sent off from the referee which is ludicrous ah oh, I don't know GA handball, Eddie. 
He's watching too much of the greats. <laughs> he's he's thinking of John Rolly, that's all it is. Our card of the week, Steve Cook. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do Jersey of the Week. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week's Jersey of the Week coming at a different time in the podcast. Wow. Very transparent. Um this week we have the Germany training kit from the 2020 slash 21 year euros because it didn't happen why didn't it happen because of COVID oh the dreaded C word but this week we have the Germany training kit it's a beautiful sort of marble and um, tinted sort of texture here um, all black Deutschland written on the side it's a lovely training kit I have to say and Germany didn't do too great in that Euros R.I.P Around the world in 60 seconds, starting off with the league that shan't be named, Borja Iglesias scores a belter for Betis in a 1-0 win versus Osasuna, featuring a pre-match rave with stereo love of all songs. Lewandowski also scored a backheel nutmeg versus Valladolid in a 4-0 win for Barcelona. In Serie A, Dusan Vlahovic scores a free kick 76 seconds into their one all draw with Roma. In the Bundesliga, Mario Goetze scores his first goal for Eintracht Frankfurt in a 4-3 away win at Werder Bremen. Jan Sommer made a Bundesliga record 19 saves in Mewchen Gladbach's draw versus Bayern Munich. In league, oh, Leon Ultras demand players to stop wearing green boots as, as their bitter rivals Saint Etienne wear green. In the MLS, Diego Fagundes scores a whopper free kick in a 4-0 win over LAFC from Matthew McConaughey's Austin FC. In Brazil, Palmeiras forward Ronnie scores a post-gas award type goal with an overhead kick versus Fluminense. And lastly, FAI Cup weekend here in Ireland. Drogheda fan calls Rory Gaffney a fucking ginger bastard only for Gaffney to turn around and point to a child in the crowd and say, sure he's ginger too. The child then started crying. That is the week that was in this world in 60 seconds. Hello and welcome to this week's video portion of the podcast on YouTube Cran. This week we are going to be previewing Liverpool's trip to Goodison Park versus Everton. Um, Saturday morning at half twelve kickoff. I will be in leash, so will you at Electric Picnic. So probably won't get to see the game, Cran, but we'll preview it nonetheless. I'm I'm I always look forward to these fixtures. Um, time's gone by Everton haven't done exceptionally well against Liverpool I think their last win at Goodison Park was when Pickford took Van Dijk out for the season um, he'll be going back a while before that of course Everton got a win at Anfield that same season I think it was wasn't it with Ancelotti um, I think it'd be a good game Kieran Klopp Lampard Goodison Park Liverpool Everton um, what are your immediate thoughts Kieran? my immediate thoughts are it might be my ADHD talking, but ferry cross the mercy. It's going to be a good Merseyside derby, I think. I think there's a lot on the line for Everton this week mm. because they've only drawn two games. They haven't won a game. Mm. Again, and Lampard's in trouble, mm. as is Stevie G, but Lampard's in trouble. Here's the stuff here, right? Um, Bournemouth have lost 9-0 to Liverpool, 4-0 to Man City, 3-0 to Arsenal. In doing so, have conceded more goals than Chelsea did now four oh five, and they still find themselves ahead of everything in the league table. Scott Parker has been sacked today. We did discuss that earlier in the podcast. I think there's a lot on the line for Lampard here. Yeah, and he likes he likes playing Liverpool. He likes playing Jurgen Klopp. Um, we've seen him at Anfield last <laughs> season. 
in the game. Um, Liverpool came out two 0 winners in the end. Pickford, Schiehausen, like it was a great. Game. Anthony Gordon was was falling all over the place. It was a good game from Everton that day, and they probably feel like they could have gotten more from it. Liverpool at the time were going for four, um, titles they were fighting on all fronts, and it was Divock Origi, Crab, who I'm gonna miss big time this weekend against Everton, who came on and got the assist against Everton, um, for the Robertson goal, and then got a goal himself in a poetic justice kind of way to see himself off from uh, to AC Milan, um. I suppose, Cram, before we get into the predictions ourselves, have you got any particular favourite Liverpool Everton moments? Yeah, I do actually. I have the that one, that famous one from Anfield where they got a 2 0 win. Richardson on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, Calvert Lewin Penno as well, wasn't it? Sigerson, I think, scored. Sigerson did score. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it was very fond. 2 0. Um, good win for Everton. It doesn't happen often. Um, Everton's only win at Anfield since 1999 yeah it's a bit like Spurs with Chelsea mm. just, they don't win yeah we have a few shouts on the Instagram crowd a lot of people enjoy the Merseyside Derby we have Gary Gary Valve saying Funes Mori's tackle on Origi which I don't know if you know but that injured Origi for a while um, there was a game a couple of years ago Cran, which I remember quite fondly 2013 November Liverpool 3 Everton 3 um, Luis Suarez Storage Coutinho all on score sheet for Liverpool. Lukaku, I think, got two for um for everything that day. Morales. Sturridge scored in the last minute. It's genuinely one of the best ever Merseyside derbies um, at Goodison Park. There was that one as well where Liverpool, I think Liverpool might have drawn the, the one where Suarez scored and dives in front. <laughs> he dives in front of... Um, it was two all that day as well, excuse me. Suarez scores the free kick and dives in front of David Boyes because Boyes called him a diver during the week. <laughs> That's the kind of carry on you get out of Luis Suarez. Um, previously speaking, my favourite um, Liverpool Everton moment has to be Origi scoring the last minute. And we had a few shouts. Keane Murray said that as well on the Instagram. Um, I was at the game, Kieran. I've documented this on the podcast before. And it's genuinely top one moments of my life. <laughs> Pickford has uh, short arms and couldn't catch the ball. So <laughs> it went there. The Liverpool ran out 1-0 winners in the end. But we'll move on, Kieran, to our predictions for the game. Um, I'll let you start for us. What 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 do you think is going to be the outcome? Come, um, Saturday afternoon. The game's in Goodison, yeah. The game is in Goodison. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a competitive derby. I expect Everton to put up a bit of a fight, but to be honest with you, I don't have high hopes for Everton this time around. Um, they they look pretty bad. Like even the team under Ancelotti that got two 0 against Liverpool. Like that team is basically gone now. You mm. know what I mean? Richardson's gone. That was Liverpool without centre halves as well. Yeah, I just I just don't have high hopes at all. I think Liverpool are going to win this game either two or three nil. Yeah, that's my honest answer. Last season we seen Liverpool go to Goodison Park and get a four one victory. Rafa Benitez, secret agent of, of Anfield, um, was at the helm for everything that day, and of course Liverpool did get the four one win. That was on my birthday as well. That's actually another fond memory for me. Um, I think this weekend if Lampard plays the way he did at Anfield I think they can get a draw here I, I, I was very confident going into the United game a couple of weeks ago I think everything can sneak a draw on this one I think it'll be a score draw I can see Liverpool scoring um, Darren Nunes back from suspension as well I expect him to play some part in this game um, but yeah I'm going to go with it do you know what I'll go with a two-all draw moving on now get it out shout out to Alberto Moreno the usual Quick fire is what we're gonna do. Um, we have we have 
this question from me. Actually, I, I put it in the box to get the ball rolling. I have UCL and Europa League predictions. We will do a longer, elongated video on this. Um, straight off the bat, I'm going to go Bayern for the Champions League. And I'm going to go... It's going to be someone coming down from the Champions League. I'm going to go with... Looking at the Champions League groups here. I'm going to go Red Bull Leipzig to win the Europa League. Wow. Red Bull Leipzig and Bayern Munich. A German double of sorts. That would be interesting. Team of runners at Red Bull as well now. Mm. Um, but yeah, th- just looking at some of the groups as you have tasty fixtures. Liverpool Rangers in a group. Bayern Barca. Milan Chelsea. Madrid Celtic. Mm. Lo- loads of tasty little groups here. Um, but yeah judging off what you said Europa Champions League predictions I'm going to go for you know what I'll, I'll go out there and I'll go I actually think City could win it this year City would probably win the Champions League It's it's been a long day coming but they're going to win it um, and I'm going to say uh, I'll go Inter for the Europa oh wow so you think they're going to drop out of yeah. group? yeah I think so um, we have a question in from Craig that says is Shea the greatest fighter of our generation I think so yeah I'd say so Seamus the Celtic warrior himself or Muhammad Ali <laughs> um, Keen Movie says Klopp bullying Bournemouth because he can't handle big brave Man United do you know what Keen I, I, I'm not going to agree with you because I think you, your opinions are ludicrous because you've also <laughs> said Bruno's better than Kevin De Bruyne um, so we'll move on <laughs> we have a question from Shay now who says are you a grower or a shower? <laughs> in uh, both sense, yes. I do like the shower. Yeah, I do like to have a shower. Yeah. Um, thanks, Shay. Um, will Liverpool make top four Keane Mulvey? Yes, absolutely. We will finish ahead of Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs. We have Jerry saying, largest animal you reckon you could throw over a crossbar? Fucking hell. Um, I'm going to go with a honey badger. A honey badger? Why? Why not? <laughs> honey badgers are, are like a, a larger version of a badger but we're going to look up honey badger now um, but they're not quite badger itself if that makes sense So I just want to look like the average height of a honey badger there's a honey badger there yeah so 9 to 16 kg yeah I reckon you could throw some bigger than that over a cross pair um, probably but I don't know if I'd attempt it to be honest really mm. you think it would hurt your back a bit too much um, I wouldn't want to hurt the animal more than anything but a honey badger ew this is quite condam- can- <laughs> no that's a honey badger that's a honey badger there um, they're yeah. quite aggressive per- uh, creatures I heard yeah I believe so but yeah I'd, I'd go with a honey badger but would you risk your life well I mean it's either a honey badger or like a tiger or a lion and I'm not going to be able to shift them over a crossbar so a honey badger it is I don't want to do this like I don't want to throw a honey badger over a crossbar this is, this is animal cruelty like I don't want to do this okay Wait, what what animal are you are you trolling over a crossbar? Um, oh, I'd love to troll like a shark over a crossbar. Not a hope. I'm yeah. sorry, not a hope. Like you're, you're a, not you're not you're not holding the shark. A basking shark. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. Why? It's just not gonna happen. It's it's unrealistic. As, it's about as realistic as me trolling a honey badger over the over a crossbar. Like it's actually more realistic, I think, because it's a it's a water animal rather than a land animal. Oh, so you you're gonna take the element of. The, the thing not being able to breed yeah yeah th- like I mean I, I just wanna I just wanna say now <laughs> yeah no no we're looking up we're looking up the weight of a Baskin shark here 4,600 kg you know, not a hope I reckon after it's, it's, it, goes, it grows to a length of 26 feet 
after a good pump like a, a, a very good pump like a good bench press day and a good leg day i reckon i could i could manage it just about mm. it'll yeah. hurt my legs though so. not at home i'm sorry i don't think you're doing that all right well i'll prove you wrong well so you're gonna find the baskin shark in the the atlantic ocean to, to find and bring it to fossil avenue to throw over a bleeding crossbar in the bogies yeah. in the bogies yeah during a dingle game uh, yeah i don't want to throw honey badger over the crossbar for what it's worth but um yeah shout out to jerry for that one um can the lad solve the saipan incident wow good question i like that question that's from shay again yeah. he's full of good questions this yeah. week grower or shower is good ones though yeah i mean personally yeah <laughs> <laughs> the saipan incident yeah where roy Keane walked out yeah, 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 yeah what do you think um i think he's been a prima donna to be honest with you I think it's either his way or the highway. Um, look at Roy Keane, he's a great player and all. Um, and Ireland are going to a World Cup and they're basically playing on gravel to train. So it wasn't the right kind of area to train or whatever. But I think if Roy Keane got his head out of his arse and just, you know, got on with it, I don't think there would have been much of an incident. And I feel like he'd be the type as well to say, ah, oh, just get on with it. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He absolutely would. So, and he just wouldn't get on with it. Yeah. It's ironic in a way. It's a bit strange. And was that the reason for him leaving? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fully clued in on. Yeah. That, to be honest, I know he just. I know he left, and I know it was to deal with the training regime and the training ground and stuff. What not being good enough, and he just didn't want to train on it. Yeah. So he up and left. I. I think he let his country down to an extent as well. Mm, I agree with you. Um, we have Gary Valve who's saying, "How many rolls of toilet paper are you bringing to EP?" <laughs> After watching Woodstock, it was about five, but now it's about five thousand. I'm gonna bring enough. That's my answer. Enough. I'm not putting a number on it. Quite, I'm not quite putting a number on it, but it'll be enough. Um, it's like that question: How long do you want to live? As long as it takes, you know, the true. toilet roll. We have as uh, much as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it takes. <laughs> we have a question from Woody now. It says, "Would you rather?" And it's a two-part question. Would you rather your team get relegated and see them every week, or never watch your team again and they go on to win each year? Good question. Um. If I couldn't go and watch them, wow, I wouldn't really want them to do well. So I'd probably go with being relegated and seeing them every week. So does he mean in person or on the TV? Well, I, I suppose he means in person. I suppose he mean, means both. Yeah. Because like a lot of Premier League fans' consumption of the Premier League now is, is by watching at home. So I, I suppose it's a case of not being able to watch them full stop. So what did you say again? Do you like? I, I, if I couldn't watch my team every week, I probably. Mm, you see, that's a very backhanded thing to say, actually, because you still want your team to win. But if you can't consume it and if you can't be a part of it, it's definitely not as enjoyable as going and watching them every week. Do you so know? I, I, I would rather watch them every week than not watch them at all. So you'd rather them get relegated and watch them yeah. every week? Yeah. Wow, interesting. I think I'd do the opposite. I yeah, think. Well, you're, you're, yeah, go on. No, finish what you're saying. No, go on, finish what you're saying. I'm interested to see what you were about to say. No, what I was going to say was, that, like, for me, anyways, I'm used to seeing my team every week. I'm used yeah. to seeing Charles every week. So if I took that element out of my life, I'd have a, I have a sad life as it is, but it'd be even sadder without seeing them. Oh, Jesus you Christ, I mean? that's dark. So I, I, think, I think the element of that, of actually seeing them every week, is good for, is good for you. I can understand why you'd go with the opposite, because you're not seeing Chelsea in person every week. I get that. No, I, I was going to say... Uh, I'd prefer to do a selfless a selfless act and just have the team win every week at the sake of me not watching 
In what context is it though that you can't watch them? Like, are you in jail or something? I suppose the it's a world without television. Mm. It's a, a post nuclear environment. Yeah. And that's our <laughs> podcast this week. <laughs> Probably our worst podcast ever. <laughs> I just realised I've answered I completely forgot to, to stop <laughs> to the, the camera off. Yeah. Um, yeah we haven't we've yet to pick a title for this episode still um, episode 7 the Dominic Slanky right are we happy with that crown? Slank Slanky former Chelsea U crown Liverpool player cheers for joining us <laughs> uh, be sure to follow our Instagram Spotify Twitter TikTok all that good stuff and yeah thanks for tuning in hopefully no more episodes we'll leave it to yourself <laughs>